can the Arizona Cardinals do something they haven't done since 2013 and beat the Carolina Panthers? Well, they better if they want to salvage the season. You are locked on Cardinals. Your daily Arizona Cardinals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome in Locked On Cardinals. Alex Clanton here live on Wednesday. Uh, Thanks for making Locked On Cardinals your first listen each and every day, free and available on all platforms. You can follow me on Twitter at Clancy's Corner. Follow the podcast at Locked On AZ Cards. Uh, please subscribe to the YouTube channel. Hit a like. Turn the notifications on so you know when new videos are up. Huge game on Sunday. Uh, you know, when when the schedule was unveiled and we saw that the Cardinals were going to play the Panthers, it was kind of an afterthought after looking at the first three games of, Carol, of uh, Kansas City and then Vegas on the road and the Rams at home. You know, the, the Carolina was kind of an afterthought, but then it's like, oh, not exactly the team you want to play, even though they've regressed, uh, even with Baker Mayfield making his way over to Carolina. Um, it's just a team that the Cardinals don't play well against. You know, Kyler Murray, w- when they went to Carolina, when Buda Baker was out a couple of years ago, they lost then to Teddy Bridgewater, made Teddy Bridgewater look like a superstar. And then last year, uh, Colt McCoy, got blown out with Kyler Murray injured. It's just a team that's got the Cardinals number. Doesn't really matter who's quarterback. Doesn't matter who's wearing the uniforms. As long as it's Christian McCaffrey, this team has the Cardinals in a stranglehold and they haven't won in Carolina or at home since 2013. Just a weird thing. I'm going to talk about the things the Cardinals need to do, need to improve upon in an effort to get a dub and move to two and two. And hopefully with some help from the 49ers being a three-way tie for first place in the NFC West, which with how the Cardinals have played through the first three weeks is pretty miraculous. You know, the Cardinals haven't put together four good quarters yet, and it'll be really interesting to see how they bounce back from another kind of just clunky, uninspired performance against the Rams at home in week three. Uh, This episode of Locked on Cardinals is brought to you by LinkedIn. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your jobs for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. So there's a bunch of stuff that needs to happen if the Cardinals want to get a W. Because remember, this is an NFL team. Carolina hasn't looked great, but they were a long field goal from a rookie kicker in week one from beating the, the Cleveland Browns. Baker Mayfield did his job. He marched them down, put them ahead, and then, you know, I think it was a 58-yarder from the Rook from the from the Cleveland Browns kicker that that moved Carolina to 0 and 1. They're not a bad team. It's just kind of a it's kind of a cardinal situation with a lesser than quarterback where it's like what's wrong here? Is it Matt Rule? Is it the head coach? Is it the offense? The defense is pretty good. What's going on here? Um so there's some things that the Cardinals need to improve upon and some things that they need to bank on happening if they want to get a win in the early morning slate on Sunday, their first, you know, road game, early morning slate game. I think it's going to be 10 a.m. local. And um, there's just a lot of uncertainty still surrounding this team three weeks into the season. And you'd like to think at this point, even though they have played somewhat of a murderer's row in the first three weeks, even though the Raiders are 0-3 at this point, we, we, we feel like we know more about what this team is than we do. 
and it's a little bit off-putting. It's just been a clunky start. It's a clunky offseason. It's a clunky camp. It's a clunky preseason. And it's been a clunky start to the regular season in 2022. It just has. And it's not to say that it's not reversible. It's not to say that the Cardinals can't make a huge run and make the playoffs. Like, this, it's not, oh, no, the season's over, fire sale. But it's important to understand that if things don't shape up quickly, it's going to be that. Because Philly comes into town soon. You don't want to play the Saints defense right now, especially with the offensive line. In the interior of the offensive line, somewhat in shambles, and the offense not clicking. The only thing that's clicking really on offense is Kyler Murray to Hollywood Brown. And that has been kind of the saving grace. 14 catches, 140 yards. That's Madden on easy numbers that we saw from Hollywood Brown uh, this past week. That's good. That's set and forget. What are things that the Cardinals need to improve upon on both sides of the ball? There's a bunch, but I don't think they're that far off from getting to where they need to be to get the juices flowing, to get things rolling. One thing before I jump to the defense in the second segment and the offense in the third segment is they got to play four quarters. They have to remember when kickoff is. And not be playing, you know, not wake up like, oh, man, the game started. I mean, my body's moving, but nothing's really between the ears. What's going on here? They've gifted each opponent this year two scores before waking up, which is and will always, in my opinion, be defined by leadership and coaching. And sure, Kyler Murray has something to do with it. Absolutely. This is not full cliff. But in in I have trouble. I struggle. I've talked to my, I've talked to a couple of my friends, a couple of people I really respect in this business. I talked to my dad and I'm like, am I being too harsh on Cliff? Just from a human perspective, it's not a direct attack at Cliff Kingsbury, the person. I make this disclaimer because it's important. It's the avatar of the head coach of the Arizona Cardinals that I'm discussing. I'm not talking about Cliff as a person and it needs to be understood. Having said that, I've struggled, and I'm like, you know what? I want to talk about positive things. I want to talk about things that Cliff is doing well, and it's difficult to find them so far this year. It's difficult. He's had a couple of great play calls. I remember in week one, uh, I remember, oh, it was, I think it was against Vegas. It was the design quarterback draw that set up the touchdown. I'm like, that was genius. It was a genius move. Kyler Murray executed it perfectly, and it's like, where is that? Where is that in the first half of these games? Why do we have to wait to see things happen? Why do we have to wait to see this team wake up? And I don't understand it. I don't understand it. Sure, Vance Joseph is at fault too. It's This coaching staff is not getting the team prepared through the week to be ready when the kickoff happens. Now, that's not to say, oh, you know what? We're doing it on purpose. Let's make this more difficult than it already is to win NFL games. That's not what I'm talking about. But... If you've watched these games, it's abundantly clear that this team is not ready to play for the first two quarters of the games that we've seen so far. It was a little bit better against the Rams. The Rams played one of the worst games that you will see them play this year. And the Cardinals still couldn't eke out a victory. Couldn't get in the end zone. It feels clunky. It feels off. It feels like they weren't prepared going into the season. And that's coaching. That's leadership. Everybody 
is eaten from the blame pie right now. They're one and two. They're one game out of first with some help from the 49ers beating the Rams on Monday night. Like, this is not Armageddon. And if things don't get fixed, if things don't start to streamline a little bit, it could very well be Armageddon looking at Cliff Kingsbury's contract extension that doesn't kick in until the end of this season. Being proactive is always better than being reactive, being reactionary. And the Cardinals have a spot right now where they can be proactive and go beat up on the Panthers, get a W, and come back home and right the ship. If they don't, very uncomfortable conversations will be had very quickly four weeks into the regular season for the Arizona Cardinals. Alex Lindsay locked on Cardinals. I don't think it's going to happen. I think they're going to win. And I'll talk about that more on Friday when I do my real game predictions. But I wanted to talk specifically about what the Cardinals need to improve upon now if they want to get that victory. And I'll talk about the defensive side of the ball, what needs to improve, what needs to be banked upon. Next, locked on Cardinals first, LinkedIn, okay? Falls here, okay? You need the right people on your team. You need to hire the right people. LinkedIn Jobs is here to make it easier to find the people you want to talk to faster for free. You can create a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people. That's a lot of people, man. Then add your job and the purple hashtag hiring frame uh, to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring so your network can help you find the right people to hire. Simple tools like screening questions. If you've been on LinkedIn and you've done these screening questions, you know they work. I've failed miserably. I've gotten second interviews because of my answers on these screening questions. And that's what LinkedIn can help you with. Makes it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. Uh, LinkedIn jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Did you know every week nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? That's a lot. Again, a lot of people. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Alex Lanthier, you're locked on Cardinals. I'm doing it live today. You know, it's just mixing it up in the middle of the season. I didn't really know what I wanted to talk about yet yesterday afternoon when I normally record, you know, the night before and post. So I just kind of, I kind of sat on it and I feel like having an existential moment here of, of like, this is what needs to fix. This is what needs to get fixed now, like at practice today. And there's a couple of things. There's a couple of things that are starting to be looked at. Like you can bank on them to happen every week. And that's important because we didn't really know a whole bunch. We knew that Buda Baker and Jalen Thompson were going to be Buda Baker and Jalen Thompson. That's pretty much, in my estimation, the only thing we knew for sure would work on the Cardinals defense this year. And I don't think that's unfair. I don't think that's irrational. We don't know if Byron Murphy's a CB1 yet. We don't know if he's going to have a Christian Kirk final year of his contract or if he's going to explode and deserve that second contract that the Cardinals would pay him if he becomes a bona fide CB1. We don't know what J.J. Watt's going to be. Two sacks. He's the only NFL. He's the only Arizona Cardinal to have a sack through three weeks. Um, we don't know what the pass rush is going to be like. We don't know what Zayvon Collins and Isaiah Simmons were going to be like. We don't know what Marco Wilson's going to be like. We don't know what the rookies are going to add. Like, we didn't know anything about the defense, aside from the fact that Buda Baker and Jalen Thompson are consistent as gravity, bringing it every game day. That's, that's what we know. So... 
the things that we're being able to start to bank on, there's one glaring one, and it's excellent to see, is that Byron Murphy looks like a CB1 through three weeks. Shut down Devontae Adams. Um, Devontae Adams was wide open for a touchdown one, so it, it would have skewed it a little bit, but Byron Murphy's looked very good, and that's important. That's another pillar. That's another anchor that if he could have a year this year and deserve that, that second contract with the Cardinals, if you have a set and forget CB1 or CB1 light, if you want to bring in a, a, a duo guy that you can trust, whether it be a veteran or somebody that they draft next year, hopefully. But having somebody that's bankable in the cornerback room for the Arizona Cardinals is something that we haven't experienced in a long time. In a long time, maybe since 2015 where you knew every week that that corner was going to be able to go up, match up against the opposing wide receiver one. So that's bankable. The things that need to get fixed. Well, and you know what? You know what? I, and I, I will give, I will give Zayvon Collins his flowers too. Zayvon Collins is starting to emerge as an NFL player in his second year. This is a natural progression of a young player given a lot of responsibility, calling the plays green dot on Sundays or, you know, whatever game day. And he's, playing better he's he was back on the field to practice earlier today so the shoulder injury doesn't look to be as serious as it potentially could have been that's good news so that's that's a approaching bankability let's call it that was Zayvon Collins and if he can become what we hope he can become this defense is going to be different but I need to see it like this isn't rainbows and butterflies like oh it'll work out let's talk about something else no he looked absolutely lost. Like he was in a foreign country where he didn't speak the language and didn't know where his hotel was during the preseason. He looked lost. He had a couple TFLs, okay? But he looked lost. And it's a big responsibility for a second-year player to come in. Jordan Hicks out. And I know that Jordan Hicks lost his step. I know that I called him, you know, the crutch. I've been getting some flack for that. I don't really understand why. But, like, there's no safety net anymore was Evan Collins, and he's really starting to emerge as a guy you're almost able to trust every week. And that's not a backhanded compliment. That's a second-year player who didn't play a lot last year who's come in and is no water wings in the ocean. It's like, let's roll. And he's really starting to emerge. So he's approaching bankability, but not yet. The question marks, the things that need to be fixed is what the hell are they doing with Isaiah Simmons? Now, I'm starting to kind of look at um, Vance Joseph a little bit more under a microscope watch more film. I've seen more things. I think two things can be true. One, they're not utilizing Isaiah Simmons correctly. I feel like that's not, you know, profound. And I feel like Vance Joseph needs to overcome, overcompensate for what Steve Kime has given him in various positions. Isaiah Simmons is not a nickel corner. He can't defend tight ends. He's not great in coverage. That's not his strong suit. What I wish, and I don't understand, and listen, I'm not an absolute film wizard. Like, there's some people on our platform, like Luke Braun from Lockdown Vikings and my co-host on, on Thursday, Lockdown NFL, Tyler Rowland, they do wizardry with film. And they'll break it down and they'll post it. I watch the games, I watch the games, I watch them film, but I'm not fine tooth and nail. Even I know. Zayvon Collins should be moved outside and be the burst of this pass rush that the Cardinals need. Tell me why. Give me one reason why they, they shouldn't try that. They've tried everything else. Isaiah Simmons is 6'3", 
245, and he ran like around a 4-440. See quarterback, hit quarterback. Make it easy. Don't make Isaiah Simmons another cautionary tale like we saw with Hassan Reddick. And that's what we're seeing. And it's really eerily similar. It's eerily similar to the point of where it's almost mirroring what we experienced with, with, with um, Hassan Reddick. And look at what Hassan Reddick has done. His last year here, Steve Keim, the one thing that I gave Steve Keim credit for, which ended up being a terrible mistake, was not picking up uh, Hassan Reddick's fifth-year option. Because he balled out, went to Carolina, he balled out, and then he got a whole bunch of cheese in Philly. And he's balling out for that defense that looks to be the scariest defense in the NFL. Especially with Buffalo now dealing with injuries. Isaiah Simmons is looking to be the next cautionary tale. Where say he goes and free agent like to New England or Baltimore or Pittsburgh and he becomes a pro bowler. We've seen this definition of insanity over and over and over again. And this is the biggest thing for the defense. I don't care about the pass rush unless you move Isaiah Simmons over to pass rush. Like you can only fix a couple things at a time. And the Cardinals just don't have the talent in the pass rushing room to be able to put constant pressure on opposing quarterbacks. Isaiah Simmons, they need to figure it out. They need to pick one spot and they need to play him there. And that's it. That's it. If you want to play Nick Vigil, that's fine. Move Isaiah Simmons outside and let him go after the quarterback. He is an absolute stud. And the Cardinals are looking at him. And we talked about this with my former co-host and I. We talked about this where, like, with DeAndre Hopkins, when he wasn't getting targets, they're driving a Ferrari in first gear on the Autobahn. The Cardinals are driving a Ferrari in first gear on the Autobahn with Isaiah Simmons right now. They've had plenty of time to unlock his potential. And at this point, I would wish, I would pray, I would hope that Vanchos would be like, you know what, let's keep this simple. Go hit the quarterback. That's it. That's your job. If it's situational, I don't care. If he... If I told you that Isaiah Simmons had nine sacks at the end of this season when they moved him outside, would you be shocked? No. He would punish opposing quarterbacks. And I know it's not exactly what he does. You know what? What he's doing right now ain't working. Move him outside. See quarterback hit quarterback. Trademark, Alex Clancy. Alex Clancy locked on Cardinals. The offense, there's some more bankability on the offensive side of the ball. I think it's pretty obvious at this point. We're going to discuss what needs to improve and the bankable moments, the bankable players and situations on the offense. I was going to locked on Cardinals. Right back in just a minute. Thanks for making Locked on Cardinals your first listen each and every day, free and available on all platforms. I am your host, Alex Clancy. Follow me on Twitter, Clancy's Corner. Thanks for hanging out live. I don't always do them live during the regular season, but um, I, uh, I'm happy you're hanging out. Thank you. This is fun. If this is your first listen, thank you. Uh, if this is your second listen this week, thank you if you've been if you've been around since 2017. Thank you. This is my 2017. This is my sixth season. I think my my alarm my uh, anniversary is early October. It's been a wild ride. It's been a wild ride, and it's not stopping anytime soon. Uh, I feel like we're at the top of Viper at Magic Mountain, and you know how roller coaster uh, you know creators are. Uh, the devil where they just have you hanging there and you're looking down to your ultimate demise and your stomach's about to be in your throat. Um, That's where we are right now with this season. Don't really know if you're going to enjoy going down or if it's going to be a terrible thing. And you, one of those people who passes out mid roller coaster, Um, follow the podcast at locked on easy cards. Please subscribe to the YouTube channel as well. If you want to leave a review, 
that's cool. Um, I just enjoy being able to talk with you, talking to you. And um, yeah, thanks for hanging out live on a, on a Wednesday. What the hell? Why aren't you at work? I'm happy you're not. Or if you are and you're just in earbuds, uh, I appreciate it. Thank you. I, I'm here for that. Um, offensively, let's just get the bankability out of it. Uh, Hollywood Brown, so far so good. Like that's worked. That's worked. That's worked. And week one was weird. Okay, I know they drew up a couple plays. He got open in space. He caught the touchdown pass that was garbage time against Kansas City late in the game or, you know, in the second half. And then week two, he saved the game with a catch between two wide, two corner or, you know, a safety in a corner. And it looked like a touchdown, but it wasn't. He looked fantastic. Okay. And week three blew the roof off. And I know it didn't result in touchdowns. I know that there are some things that need to be fixed. But 14 for 140 is not something that you fake. It's not something that's luck. It's something that, okay, they're proving why trading a first-round pick for him. Again, I need to qualify this every single time because when I found out that they were trading Hollywood Brown, I almost I was like, I quit. What the hell? What the hell is going on here? I, I didn't really almost quit, but it's like, what are we doing here? Glaring needs: pass rush, offensive line, cornerback, things that are okay. Wide receiver, and sure, with the DeAndre Hopkins thing, I don't know if Steve Kime just got lucky, or if they actually knew that DeAndre Hopkins was going to get suspended. But either way, it was never about the trade. It was that they traded a first-round pick when they had severe glaring needs elsewhere. But it seems like it's working out. And it seems like if this continues, he's going to be a pro bowler and he's going to get a massive contract with the Cardinals next year. I don't know what that means about DeAndre Hopkins, but when DeAndre Hopkins comes back, this offense is going to cook. Like this offense is going to be sexy. And it's nice now, it's good now, but it's super clunky. And you're hoping that there's going to be some sort of consistency that's going to build. And then when DeAndre Hopkins comes back, it's going to just take it to the next level. But the bankability is Hollywood Brown, Zach Ertz, and I think, you know, approaching fringy DJ Humphreys and Kelvin Beecham. Kelvin Beecham's gotten beat a couple times bad, but DJ Humphreys and, and Kelvin Beecham played pretty well this year. And they've played exactly how you'd expect them to play. B minus B level, which is exactly what you want. You know how many bad offensive linemen, left and right tackles there are on the NFL? Like uh, Cincinnati. They've they've looked good. Okay. And and that's bankable every week. The interior of the offensive line, kind of a different question. Ronnie Hudson has had some ups and downs, but by all accounts, Ronnie Hudson is still a bankable dude. The question marks, the things that need to get figured out is the rushing game, the running game, number one. James Conner is averaging three yards a carry. The Cardinals and ESPN and Pro Football Focus put out different things. So just by one metric, the Cardinals rush offense or the Cardinals run blocking is one of the worst in the league. And Cardinals, three three yards a carry. Like this isn't James Conner getting paid and being lazy. Like that. that's one thing that, that's, that's one thing that people thinking like, no, this isn't David Johnson. Okay. And I'm not saying David Johnson was lazy. I'm just saying they gave David Johnson way too much money. They may have gave given James Conner too much money, but I feel like this is a feel thing and he's, they're going to work it out. Okay. I feel like Darrell Williams should get more run. I don't know why the Cardinals don't understand how good Darrell Williams is. You know, Benjamin's getting his work. I get it. I understand they drafted him. They want to play him. He's an ASU kid. Like I get it, but Darrell Williams, like, Go with me here. Take a breath. In a vacuum, if you gave Daryl Williams 
and James Conner mirroring touches, I'm not so sure that Darrell Williams isn't the better back. It's just like James Conner has been the star. He had 18 plus touchdowns last year. Like I get what he did last year and he deserved getting to pay it backwards. Like the, like the Cardinals do. He, he made like 1.3 last year. Paying him for his, for last year, I get it. Okay, I get it. They overpay him? Probably. They overpay Zach Ertz? Probably. But the running game needs to get figured out. And I think Darrell Williams should be more integral part. I think Kyler Murray needs to run the ball more. Like, I, I get it. And I've been a huge proponent of keep him behind the line of scrimmage. Front of the line of scrimmage is lava. You don't want him getting hurt. You want him to run like Patrick Mahomes. You want him to run like Russell Wilson situationally, and maybe a couple design runs here and there, but he didn't run it all against the Rams. And I don't know if that was scheme. I don't know if they stacked the box more than what they were expecting. But what I do know is running game needs to get figured out yesterday, today, now, because what happens is when teams go up 10 points in the fourth quarter, what the Cardinals were so good with last year was you can just burn clock burn clock and you've got james carney you got eno benjamin you got daryl williams they're all the garrett blunt lights churn clock it's made the patriots so great oh we're gonna get up 13 cool fourth quarter we're not really gonna throw the ball and, unless you know tom brady's tom brady but they always had that option of a big back just to hand the ball off to and the cardinals need to be able to control the clock like they did in the second half of the rams game even though they didn't get in the end zone and then the second half of the, of the raiders game a good run game sets everything up. This doesn't have to be a pass-happy offense. Just because they paid Kyler Murray, just because Hollywood Brown's here with DeAndre Hopkins, like Kyler Murray can throw the ball 27 times instead of 45 times, and the offense could still hum. The running game needs to get figured out now, immediately. Because especially on the road, in a game in an early time slot, you travel across country, got to get a W, got to control the clock. Running the ball is paramount. And then the, the the last thing is, like, everybody's hurt, okay? A.J. Green is probably going to miss some time. Um, Rondo Moore was going through open practice today. Don't know if he's going to play. Uh, Greg Dorch has been a vision. Um, but they need to figure out, and this is incredibly important, they need to figure out who's going to step up besides Hollywood Brown. Like, Greg Dorch's numbers shouldn't be relied upon. And they're being relied upon now. Zach Ertz has played fine. He's put up good numbers. Trey McBride is nowhere to be found. And I don't know if that scheme, I don't know if Cliff Kingsbury doesn't want to play. I, I have no idea. Line him up outside. Who cares? If his comp was George Kittle, they line up George Kittle wherever the hell they want to. They'll line him up, piggyback in the center if they want to. It doesn't matter. Get him on the damn field. You drafted him in the second round. I know that he's Zach Ertz's replacement for the future, but you know what? Sometimes you don't have the liberty of waiting. And the Cardinals don't have the liberty of waiting. They can't wait till week seven until DeAndre Hopkins comes back to have a full to have a full complement of receivers. Zach Ertz is a wide receiver who plays tight end. He's a possession receiver who plays tight end. Trey McBride, if he's going to be the future, get him in now. There is no future if the Cardinals don't win a bunch of games this year. Like, that's something that's very, very important to understand. I'm going to say it again, then I'm going to let you go. There is no future. If the Cardinals go six and 11 this year, everything will change. Everything will change. Kyler Murray will still be quarterback. You think for another year, at least, but with what's been going on with player movement, like there is no set and forget future, like stamps. Oh, Kyler Murray's going to retire a Cardinal. What makes you think that? 
Will he? Probably. But if things go horribly wrong, we could be looking at a completely different regime altogether. Now, I don't think it's going to happen, but just be aware of the situation at hand right now, week four. Again, this isn't me like going out with a pitchfork, like fighting off, you know, potentially bad things that happen to the Cardinals. But it's important to understand that if things don't get fixed, this is not going to be a good situation for the Cardinals. DeAndre Hopkins could be gone. They may not re-sign Hollywood Brown. Zachary, like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it succinctly like this. Once wins stop happening, every player with a big contract becomes a trade asset and not a team asset. And that's something the Arizona Cardinals need to avoid. And I'm not saying that playing Trey McBride is going to be the missing, you know, the missing piece. But if you have who is said to be the best tight end in the draft dressing on game day, and he's playing five snaps and the Cardinals need help with receivers, maybe put him in. That's it. Alex Clancy, Locked on Cardinals. Tomorrow, Julian Council, one of the best. I love talking with Julian uh, from Locked on Panthers. Uh, We're going to do our crossover. It's going to be fun. Talk to you then tomorrow. Locked on Cardinals.